Yeah, I don't I don't know why I don't hear you. Audio avatar. Stop mic camera. Check one, check one. Are you able to hear me now? For some reason, I, I, I'm not hearing you. I can see you talking, but I don't hear you. There we go. Can you hear us? Yeah, I could hear you. Can you hear us? Okay. Oh, okay. So. She should be shooting her text. So let's do it this way. Yeah. Take the mic off. Yeah. So we're doing, is this the, the video too? Huh? The video too. Do I need to keep this on? You can, so you can sit here and use those mics. Oh, even better. Hi, Dr. Durant. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. I'm good. Amy. <laughs> nice to meet you, Amy. Nice to meet you as well. I don't hear anything in these headphones. I can hear him only through here. I can hear him only through the computer. I can't hear him through the mic. Like if I take those off, I can hear him. So we don't even need this at this point, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Sorry. Technical difficulties, and there's a dance class happening that's about to be done. So <laughs> I could hear it. I didn't know if that was you guys or, or what. I wish it was. I wish it was us having fun like that today. All right. <laughs> we're uh, we're learning new audio things. Uh, okay, not a problem. So we are both educators, so that's why we are doing your interview. I am a school counselor, and used to be a teacher okay well great no you're still a teacher <laughs> right still a teacher well great you teach Amy? so i um when i was a teacher i taught family and consumer science and i taught okay. um, eight through 12 for four years and then nine through 12 for like the next four um but i'm a okay. middle school counselor now okay good yeah try to get them early yeah i know that's right and then uh yourself sir what what uh who wants to know what grade you teach Hot back in here Ooh. uh myself so i teach uh sixth seventh and eighth grade ela 
Um, I recently just moved to a new school, uh, Rise and Shine Academy. Uh, um, so now I teach fifth through seventh grade ELA. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. I know. Eighth grade's better. Okay. I love my eighth graders though. I miss them. Yeah, I we follow our kids. So like right now, I have sixth graders, and then I'll follow them to seventh grade. Then I'll follow them to eighth grade. And uh, okay, you. So you guys got looping. You loop with the kids. We do. I'm actually trying to convince them to let me go six twelve with my group that I have right now. Keep some data. Mm -hmm. See if that eliminates some of the transition stuff. She called. She said she called. Yeah. We're having a lot of affirmations happening right now. <laughs> I feel like the dance class is almost over because there's some affirmations. <laughs> Let me get my questions. I know I'm getting mine. We're just tweeting. They should be. That's a lot of affirmations happening. Getting holy too. I know this is like church happening over here. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but there's some church happening. <laughs> this might be church. This ain't church. It's close. She's talking about you. Be done. No, no, no. Huh. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully this will be done. No, no problem. No problem. Maybe they're. That's fine. They're just they're, getting, they're, they're working out and praying. You know what? Honestly, it's not a bad thing. It's not. I need a lot of exercising Jesus. I need a lot of Jesus myself. <laughs> we all need a lot of Jesus ourselves, especially after this week. I swear. <laughs> I realized today was Tuesday, and I looked at one of my students and I said, "It's really only Tuesday. Like it's not Friday." Listen, <laughs> I have a calendar in my classroom. We have twenty school days left. Yeah. I was telling him I had an observation today. And, you know, usually the kids are really well behaved. But this class, they decided to be extra special today. And they were just <laughs> off the hook wild. And I was like, I'm not real sure what's happening today. But I need us to just stop and take a deep breath. Because this is not. <laughs> <sighs> she said, I'm like, fine. I'm like, this is on the studio that we're recording. She was leaving the field of fire. So I'm like, maybe I'm to do a walk. And I'm like, she's coming to call me. She was outside. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Get that teacher voice. 
So did you teach before you, I know this isn't the actual, I was scared. did you teach before you um, were a superintendent? Yes, I, I taught the fourth grade at Nathan Hale. Oh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, Nathan Hale was on, uh, on Upton Avenue. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep, right right off door. Taught there for uh, some years and then went on to be a dean of students, assistant principal, a principal, assistant superintendent, and then uh, currently the superintendent today. You went all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> you might ask me every, that same question again. I was just, just, I was just curious about what, I didn't know what your background was. Um, but man, fourth grade. That yeah, I love fourth grade. grade. I would struggle. Yeah, I loved it. I, so I, like, I do better the older they are. So like high school, that's, mm. that was my thing. Middle school, though, for counseling, I like, because they do listen. High school mm. kids pretend to listen. They don't actually right. listen. Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was... Fourth grade, man. Anybody, I always tell because we, you know, I always tell the fourth grade teachers, I'm like, bless you. In fifth grade, fourth and fifth. Mm -hmm. Sixth is the youngest I've ever. I actually started working actually at the East Slido Family Center in their after school program at okay. Oakdale way back in the day um, when I started my career. So I started with elementary. Okay. So then I taught. What year, when, when was that? Did you start it? So um, I started teaching in 2003. I did my student okay. teaching at Whitmer that year. And then um, I think I got my first teaching job. Well, it was 2002, 2003, I did my student teaching. And then 2003, four was my first year. Okay. So I worked the family center from 2000 to 2003. Was, was Sean Washington still there at that time? Oh, yeah. Sean and I were BFFs. Yeah. Yep. yep. We grew up, I grew up with his family. <clears throat> I mean, East Side is like one to two degrees of separation. And so it is. His uncles were my uncles, and you know I grew so up. You grew up things. on the east side as well. Yeah, I grew up not too far from Sean. Sean lived there okay. with his brother Sonia and his, sister, his twin sisters Sonia, brother Kenny, Joe, yeah, and, and Lamont. And then they lived with Craig. Craig came mm -hmm. from Detroit and came down and lived in the same house. With here. I'm just telling you. Yeah, no, Sean and I work together very, very, very uh, closely. I adore him. He's out in Vegas now, but. Is that, how long have you been out there? I, I never, you know, I see Joe. Joe's still around here. Kenny Joe is his older brother. Yeah, I, I mean, his mom is out there. Like he works at the, he works, at, he's the activities coordinator, which is the perfect job for him at the care facility that his mom goes to okay. i want to say probably five or six years maybe five okay yeah okay so, yeah yeah he was he i adore him he was the first one to kind of take me in under my under his wing and get me introduced to the east side because i was a little suburban girl <laughs> very first yeah. job with kids on the east side of toledo i remember i didn't even know where the east side was when i got the job and uh <laughs> I, you been on the east side that's where my first job was yeah yeah worked yeah. on the east side I worked at East Little Family Center. I was a I was an administrator of the after school program and the summer camp for all the junior kids. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is why, this is why we call you Mud Talks favorite. This white is girl. why they have me here. Uh -huh. That and to fulfill the demographic, apparently. Yes, we have. What, to what area did you grow up in? What area did you grow up in? I went to Anthony Wayne, so I grew up in Waterville. Oh, okay, Waterville. He said, "Oh, <laughs> no wonder you didn't know where the East Side was." <laughs> 
I mean, it's still on the east side, though. It's on the east, it's on the same side of the river, you know, just right. way yeah. on down there. Way yeah. on down there. Way, yeah. way down there. That's, <laughs> yeah, further, we would. I went to mommy high school. So there's you, did. you went you to did. mommy? Okay. I went to mommy. But before that, I was a TPS kid. I went to Lincoln Elementary and Robinson Junior High. So let's not get it twisted. All right. What, uh, what year did you come out of mommy? Oh, seven. Okay, yeah, you wait year after me, yeah. And we used to play mommy every year. Uh, okay. football, so. Yeah, I was a good old class host. Yeah. I know it looked like it was probably should be 87. I'm old enough to have been a teacher of his. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? I am ready. I we're good now. Yes, we're good. So first of all, Mr. Durant, I want to say thank you so much for stopping by Mud Talk and doing this interview with us. Um, we have been celebrating all things educators uh, for since what last week? Um, yeah, since our last show. Since our last show, and um, you know, we tried to get you in on the show, but we know you are a very, very busy man. Mm-hmm. I like to call you like the Barack Obama of Toledo because you know, <laughs> always so busy. For real. Yes. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you so much for doing this interview with us. It means a, a whole lot, and we kept the questions kind of kind of light this time. You know, we, did we? I mean, some well, <laughs> they're not our typical mud talk questions. No, we, we, we okay. well behaved. We kept we are yes. well behaved today. We kept them yes, like G rated today. I yes, yeah. Because when you have Barack Obama of Toledo on the podcast, you have to keep it G rated. Yes, that and pastors and pastors. Yes, yes. yes. We had uh, we had Bishop Randall uh, Randall Parker on the show, so we we kept it we kept it G rated for him. Yeah. Jesus was involved. I don't like to block my blessings. No, nope, so, you know, we don't. That. All right, so my first question to you, uh, Dr. Durant, is since you have become superintendent, there have been so many educational programs and initiatives to help improve educational opportunities for TPS students. Which one of those have been your favorite initiative? Oh, Dr. Because oh. it's very unique and it, it's something that does not this area and even for the state for that matter, is that you know we have taken schools and pulled them out of the neighborhoods and took them to industry. So when I tell people where's the best place to learn about aviation, they're like the airport. I said there's no planes in the neighborhood, but the planes. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that was do we have our contact information for him? Yeah, he just called me. He'll just Does go he back to the link. He'll go back to we the link. We might have to restart that. No, he can use the same link and come back. I'm saying we might have to restart that. Interview. Oh, yeah. Plus, we forgot to have him actually officially introduce himself. Oh, tell his background. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a mulligan for that one. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Somebody just threw a just threw me out of there. So, oh man, uh, what I did then we, might have to mulligan this, we might have to mulligan this thing again. Let's do it all over again. You, all, all right, right. let's yeah. start over. All right, all right. So, <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in to Mud Talk. We have Mr. Dr. Durant here officially on the show. TPS superintendent, like I said, I like to call him the Barack Obama of Toledo. <laughs> so we thank you so much for being on the show and in this interview with us. Um, before we get into any of the questions, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about how you even got to the position of superintendent? 
Uh, you know what? I, I started off as a, a fourth grade teacher. So, you know, going through college and most people know Chuck Ely, who is renowned for an undefeated uh, season at the University of Toledo. Uh, just so happened to build a relationship with his son, Damon Ely, who came in at the same year as the University of Toledo football player at the university. And uh, he was in education and he was in special education. And just maybe through conversation with him, as well as self-reflection, because I'm very spiritual, that I began to realize that I had a great bond and connection with children and kids. And for whatever reason, they responded to me differently than my my brothers, sisters and, and other peers. And so I kind of just led by faith, you know, and I always tell people to walk by uh, faith and not by sight. And, you know, I ended up going into education, taught the fourth grade at Nathan Hill Elementary, sitting on Upton Avenue, wanted to become a dean of students at Spring Elementary, then went on to be the assistant principal at Spring Elementary, went from there to be the principal at Riverside, and then went to the Board of Education, became a, a superintendent, assistant superintendent. And then now I'm the 29th uh, superintendent of uh, TPS. That's awesome. 29th. Superintendent. I, 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 I remember when you became superintendent, I was really excited because I like that you just had grown up in Toledo and come all the way through. You went to an education program and came all the way through your teaching and until yeah. you became superintendent. And it's nice to have somebody local that understands the community, that understands the needs. Mm -hmm. So I remember when you when you became superintendent, I was really excited about that for TPS, for sure. Yeah, yes. you know, it, uh, you know, that's why I tell people, you know, not only just going through from a professional aspect of being a student, uh, knowing what it felt like on the other side. So when, when people talk about, well, how do you get to the point of calling snow days and all the other days? Because I remember <laughs> as a student, I didn't appreciate when the superintendent had us out there walking and my shoes were getting messed up and everything else. And said, I said, I'm not going to do that. And, um, and at the end of the day, uh, I think it really uh, balances you as a person uh, when you have really been at various levels to know what it feels like when decisions are made. Whether you're right. a student, a teacher, a dean, assistant principal, principal, and even assistant superintendent, when you make a decision, how did you feel when you were in that seat? Because the things that were appreciated when you were in the seat, it's the things that are appreciated today. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I know for me, <laughs> at the school that I used to work at, um, at Ben Adventure, we um, we will always do our snow day based on TPS, and I would just be like, TPS, please close. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, who's my boss? Is it Durant or? Yeah. Because at this point, I feel like Dr. Durant is my boss, and I would like get on Facebook and be like, Durant, please close. Like, or I will tag you on Facebook and be like, please close. So. Um, he, I will say, you tend to close a little more than the the school that I work for. And right. I'm like, man, can we take a little bit of uh, advice from Dr. Grant? He knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you know what, though? You do have a unique challenge in Toledo, too, that you do have a lot of walkers. So it's not just about the roads, but it's yeah. about people driving on the roads and kids walking, like you said, through the snow or just driving down roads that kids are walking yeah. down. And if it's slick and they lose control, yes. like those are challenges that I think well, a lot of us. And if you recall earlier in my tenure, um, I had taken came into position when the district had cut $100 million out of the budget or out of the district. So remember, we didn't have transportation. Yeah. Right. We didn't yeah. have athletics. We had cut a lot of programs and we were cutting schools, cutting salaries and all the other things. And, um, you know, so when you think about it, kids, all kids were walkers. And yeah. uh, you talk about the elementaries as well as the high schools and high schools were using Tartar for the most part. But what you found was, was a lot of kids walking in the street because the sidewalks yeah. were not, you know, emptied. And because everyone was a walker, you had tons of kids we through and, and and the community could see it and they realized that that was a huge issue and uh so was appreciative that uh, the community has supported the district when it when it comes to levies and going to the polls 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now, since you've become superintendent, there have been so many educational programs and initiatives to help improve education opportunities uh, for TPS students. Um, out of those initiatives and opportunities, which have been your favorite so far and why? You know what? Uh, my favorite is just the whole magnet school strategy um, in regard to really creating unique schools. Um, you know, I tell people at the end of the day, you got to be more than the superintendent because superintendents manage buildings. You got to be a CEO minded, understand how to have an ROI on what you do, meaning everything that we have done has a return on its investment. And because of that return, we told the community we would not go on ballot for 10 years asking for new money. And it's been 10 years. We still haven't asked the community for new money because right. many of the things that we're doing and taking tax based dollars, we've created opportunity that is highly regarded that has created a return on its investment to allow us to do the next opportunity. And that's the magnet school approach. So we now have several schools that completely focuses on industry credentials as well as college credits and college degrees that align to those credentials. So at the end of the day, a prime example is our Aerospace Natural Science Academy. Aerospace is at the airport. The school is not sitting in your neighborhood. It's sitting at the place of industry. And at the end of the day, 180 fire jet wings and all the other officials who are within the, the aerospace uh, career profession are interworking with our kids in ways that you would not get in a traditional community building. Right. But they can get airframe certification, a power plant certification. They start doing pilot training, pilot license at the age of 15. They can do their first solo flight at the age of 16. I want you to think about that. Many of us are just now getting our driver's license yeah. at 16, and this child is taking off and landing all on their own and getting a pilot license. And so uh, it just really uh, touches my heart because one of the situations I just saw not too long ago, young man, I'm born and raised on the east side of three project housing in Birmingham Terrace, Ravine Park Village and the Wilder Homes. And uh, this young man lived in one of them and uh, you could see on his that he wears, you know, his situation on his sleeves. And to see this young man flying an airplane, coming from the east side, coming from out of a project housing really touches me saying, we are doing something special here that kids who would get the least opportunities are having the most opportunities for the fact that they were being able to experience because merely they're just going to school. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I absolutely love it. You have the, um, I know you started a barbershop program, which I thought was mm -hmm. great. I think yeah. You don't often yeah. hear about like cos programs, but I was like, what a cool concept to do, like not just a cosmetology for hairdressers, but like the actual specialized barber. That was super cool. Yeah. And then the medical, the medical school that you guys just started. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. The medical school, mom, dad, you listening, family, it'll save you $120,000, $150,000 in tuition and money. I'm telling you in essence because I've done it and set forth, but what we do is re-roll out this program methodically. Right now it's 9 through 12. We'll eventually roll it down to 7th and 8th. Um, but what kids would do is spend one year on uh, our renovated campus over uh, at the developers location. They will white coat out into the hospital. So what they would do is spend two and a half years of their teaching and learning in the hospital, not at the school sitting in the community, but within the culture of industry. So they're learning on the job while they're learning. How many of us got degrees or in a field that's not nothing to, has nothing to do with our degrees? Right. And at the end of the day, you're doing a job and you're saying, well, I just learned on the job. So what if we took learning and put it at the job? Right. And so the kids wear scrubs to school, that's their uniform. We got them customized Crocs and that's what they wear for the shoes. They throw every part of the hospital industry at the hospital itself. So when you think about industry and they say, well, we need to get internships, who do you think they're gonna to turn to? They're sitting right here in the hallway. And when they say we need an employment, they're gonna go with what they know opposed to what they don't know. See, All this right. kid knows, understands our culture and has already been working with some of our people. It makes better sense to invest there than necessarily the one we don't know. And so this is the advantages that happen. And so within the medical space, 
One, uh, these kids will become pre-med students at they, in their junior year of high school. So again, they will account for two years of pre-med. Uh, and so what we've done is work with the university to help give them a presidential scholarship. So if they get a 3.9 or higher, Mercy said we'll give them a presidential scholarship, which means their final two years is free. That's a four-year pre-med degree at no cost to you or the parents. When you have college loan debt, that is yes. just astronomical and it's surpassed the credit card debt and people are enslaved to this debt for the rest of their lives. They're just paying off the interest and they will never pay this loan off until that. And so what we do is try to empower parents that these opportunities exist. That your kid one gets firsthand you know, knowledge and in internships as well as uh, uh, credentialing. But more importantly, you're getting college credits and associate degrees as well as advancement to a four year degree. And it's gonna be at no cost to you merely because you enrolled into the school. So that school, the pre-med, it fills up literally within weeks. We usually get about 200 applications. We can only put 75 slots in. At some point, we will expand the school to be able to take on 100 slots. But as of right now, you know, we've just been scaling it and scaling it and scaling it. So we're operating efficiently and effectively opposed to just over taking on overly uh, a budgeting it and then not necessarily having to return it it necessarily needs to have to operate it. Yeah, Man, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. And I hope I do hope parents are listening. That's like yes. and any of those industry credentials there. You know, I always tell the kids you're walking out of high school with the ability to go make big. I call it big kid money. You're making yeah. a big kid paycheck and not having to pay money for it. It's free. It's covered. Well, you know, even the aerospace or so the aerospace, we have an exclusive relationship with Delta Airlines and American Airlines. We're one of few in a, with Delta. Delta has the adoption of LaGuardia, New York and Toledo. And the American Airlines has adoption of ourselves. So the way they do it, they take the top five uh, aviation mechanics and hire them. And American Airlines does the same with the piloting. They are hiring these kids at $60,000 a year, 401k match, paid holidays, and can go anywhere in the world. So what we've done with these magnet schools, what we did is when we identified why that career choice is because their highest employment opportunity is here. Because we want to educate you here, we want you to work here, but we want you to live here. That's a return on taxpayers' dollars that brought in their tax base. So yes, we have an aviation school because we have an airport here, 45 minutes up the road, we have Detroit, and then you have Metcalf as well. Where else are they going to want to go? So all those kids stayed here. They could have went to Germany, Africa, Australia, everywhere that Delta is located. They offered them up to go and they chose to stay here, which is, which is great. But that's the beauty behind the science of leveraging industry that exists here, because that industry is going to hire them here. And at the end of the day, you get to enjoy your kids and their lives and, their, and how well they progress, watching it right unfold in front, before your eyes. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. great opportunity. Now, being with all that said, you know, just um, last year, a couple of years ago, uh, we finally returned back to the classroom due to the pandemic. So how has education changed for you in your position since COVID? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the positive things that, that have changed is, is this ability to communicate like you and I are doing right now. Uh, I could tell you, I have doubled my load of meetings merely because of Zoom. Because I can get from point A to point B in seconds. Mm -hmm. Where before, my secretary would always have to scale traveling time for me to get here, traveling time for me to get there, and, and who wants to be there. And so I'm literally able to cover a lot more territory merely for that fact, and I'm able to join more boards. So I sit on 14 community boards. Uh, so Zoom helped for me to get from one board and then knowing the next hour later, I got to be over at the art museum board or whatever else that may be. Or uh, be really helped. Right. Yeah, be on, be on Toledo's <laughs> hottest 
podcast. You know, <laughs> that's right. And so that's for the positive. The, the, the negative of it all is, is that our kids and, and just, just people in general had been in such an secluded isolation during that period of time that at some degree they've lost social grace to some elements and have been foremost influenced more what they've seen on internet and social media and YouTube and whatever else that may be. And they find themselves emulating some of these things because they spent hours on top of hours of just pretty much engaged in that and not being able to have social activity and social interaction. School is a social interactive foundation, meaning these kids are methodically developing understanding for a social IQ. When people ask me, Dr. Grant, you got a good wealth of diversity with various people, social economics and race and et cetera. Where'd you learn that? I said, the uh, University of Wade High School, because it was a diverse <laughs> school. I said, right. you had various social economics in that area because it's working class, uh, you know, project housing at the same time. Man, you didn't even know what race people are because everybody was inter inter intermingling and interacting in a way that, you know, you could have several different uh, background heritage in, in just in one. but. The main thing is it, you truly got to understand what a child's going through or a friend going through, particularly knowing their home life, their home situation, situation. And when you're out of touch with that, it's very hard to deal with. But at the end of the day, when you talk about the social interactions, kids not understanding, they got all the means to communicate, but can't communicate. So again, that face-to-face -face having conversations, how to get through disagreements as well as uh, other things had been lost. And so... I tell people a lot amount of time it takes to get into a situation, the amount of, amount of time it takes to get out of it. So no matter what it is, when intervention happens, it takes that same amount of time. So you got to put the work in to get returned, just like you put the work in to get into it. And that's kind of the thing that we're finding ourselves in. And uh, uh, hats off to educators across the country, as well as yourselves. You are in the trenches each and every day, experiencing those social elements that you recognize that okay, I know I got to do this for the standards of the state of Ohio, but I recognize in you, I got to work on some things in there that, that you know, you've been exposed to and you're dealing with, and that trauma is, is, is unleashing here in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, and, you know, with that being said, when it comes to teachers, you know, there's currently a national teacher shortage that's going on right now. Um, so what incentives are you offering to bring in new teachers and staff to the district? Yeah. So let, let's talk about this. So, you know, in, in reality, <clears throat> There's not a, a teacher shortage. There's a lack of teachers in the areas that we need. So in other words, we get a lot of teachers K to three certified. That area is flooded. No one's teaching junior high. Like right now, you guys are considered high. You guys are premium. <laughs> Everybody, you're seventh and eighth, bring them. I, I'm ready to, I'm offering you jobs right now. You want to come to DBS, we need junior high teachers. You need math, math and science teachers which are all there is and then special ed yeah every district across the country and the state are in need in these particular areas and what you're getting is a common thread of people coming out k-3 to certified k-5 to you know and, and and they did a disservice which i understood they because they narrowed it you know yeah. i'm a k-8 to certified so i could do anywhere from k-8 to they had narrowed it down to k-3 to and that's, and that's the only thing they're certified for many of them to do and if you had a whole flood of people who are coming in there it hurt that ability. Um, but again, in regards to one, the state is trying to get more flexible on the licensure and recognizing, okay, we, we are finding ourselves in a bind. But two, we have to create opportunities. So what we're doing at TPS, so all the schools that we're talking about, by 2025, we have 10 magnet high schools. Again, magnet high schools are schools that have no boundary line. Kids come from all over. We draft from over 40 school districts 
in regards to coming to our Magna High School. And the one that we're creating out of 10 is the Educator Academy. So the Educator Academy is going to run 7th through 12th grade. And at the end of the day, every kid comes in wanting to be a teacher, a firefighter, a police officer, because that's their exposure. Somewhere they lose that interest. We want to get at them earlier in age, manifest and mold that until where they stay as a teacher, 7th through 12th grade. And what we've done is worked out a plan for them to be able to get a four-year degree, no cost to them, paid tutoring, learning the science of tutoring, not homework help, but tutoring. And at the same time, they do 60 hours of student teaching with us, their junior, senior of high school. Then they'll do their message and student teach with University of Toledo, meaning they have now more experience with a master trained teacher, more yeah. inventory going into their first year. At the same time, they will start off at two years of seniority and pay because we hired them at 18 years of age to be a para. You're going to work for us until you finish your degree. And when you finish your degree, you got two years of seniority. Now you're starting at a different rate of pay as a teacher as well. Uh, so yes, those are all the different yeah. variations, science that we're, we're putting into this school. And it's going to be located at Scott Park. Scott oh, Park okay. campus is going to be there. So it's going to be have that school. It's going to have another magnet school, which is the Construction Trade Academy. And then we're going to add a third. So there'll be around 1,000-something kids who will be on that campus. Some will be educators. Some will be um, construction uh, workers and others will be uh, the third choice that we decide upon, but uh, we're working those things out with the university. When do you, when do you think the educator and the construction one is gonna- uh, The educator construction is gonna stall, start the fall 24. The educator academy was scheduled to start this fall. So what was originally going to happen was we were gonna do the program, do the school at Gillum Hall, the College of Education at the University yeah. of Toledo. That's where we were originally, and then they were giving up. They wanted to get away from Scott Park, so we realized that that location was much more scalable to be able to do seven through twelve. Yeah. At the same time, the bus loop that runs over there was still navigate and take our kids right over to Gillum, Gillum Hall. Mm -hmm. So it really helped ourselves and be able to have a home to ourselves, as well as we get all the baseball diamonds, as well as all the other things that come with it. Uh, so. We're excited about it, but construction trade as well as the Educator Academy will start the fall of 2024. We will get that out to the parents in regards to signing up. Understand what I tell people in regards to these magnet schools. Uh, the, 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 the uniqueness about it is at the end of the day, one, not only are they industry driven based on a career pathway, but two, like I tell parents, these are public schools with private privileges. Meaning yeah. mom and dad, your kids are gonna compete to get in. They're gonna compete to stay in and you got accountability just as well or they'll be right back at their community school, which yeah. a lot of parents are looking for nowadays. And the whole essence, what that does is allows us to be competitive to the private school space, particularly in the state of Ohio that's moving much more to a voucher orientation. And when you see that, how do you compete with that? Well, yeah. you start creating, generating your own. And so we'll have 10 of them that uh, the community is really buying into. So we have kids traveling from Finley, Defiance, Pike Delta. I mean, they're tra traveling an hour each way to school based on the opportunity they get at the school. Wow. Which is awesome. That's I awesome, like that. Yeah. Public school with private privilege. Yeah. That is good. That's a, that's it. a great, you need to put that on like a t-shirt. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it already is on a t-shirt. I don't know. I have to say when I did my student teaching, I actually, one of the classes I student taught um, was teaching professions, which mm -hmm. was super cool because I was student teaching kids how to be teachers. So yeah. we were kind of like all learning together at the same time. And it was, such, it was such a cool, just that one class. And I had, I had juniors and seniors as a career tech class. And um, it was such a fun thing. I can, I can only imagine how well- Think about this. One of the things that we're doing with them, we've already started uniquely designing it is, think about this. Every, both of you are doing uh, planning, mm -hmm. but 
in the school, your planning is happening while the kids are sitting in the room, and they're part of the actual planning because they got to learn how to plan for themselves. And yep. their part now they're part of the demonstration of their instruction. Yep. So now they begin to realize why you are saying we got to do this first, because yep. you might not want to do it as a student, but now you're in the realization because at some point when you're in that seat, you're going to be doing the same exact yep. thing in regards to putting things in tandem order that allows you to scale according to the standard itself. And so that's the nice thing, neat thing about it is that you don't have to wait to your gym your art and your specials yeah. to get your planning. Your planning is an actual period within the school day That's and it. the kids are talking about, okay, what's the anticipatory pro, uh, word lesson? What materials do we need to have for this lesson? And, and how are we going to methodically go about differentiation of instruction and, and so forth, which allows these kids to really engage at a higher level because one, it allows them to be more in tune because I created this. Mm -hmm. So I should be, you know, more passionate about learning it just as much as I'm going to do it myself at some point as well. And I feel like that changes the mindset of what planning actually is, because a lot of mm -hmm. teachers, when they think planning, they think it's a break away for my kids. Like, please go to gym, <laughs> go to music. It's actually like we enjoy having plans. Yeah, I like my yeah. plans. Honestly, period. it was right. it was my favorite class to student teach. I loved it. Yeah. And the kids were great because they wanted to be teachers. So there, there was right. never any pushback about anything. They were so excited to do everything we did. And it was it was a cool class. Cool. I mean, and think about that. And so let's take that for a second and unpack that. That passion you talk about those kids having is because they were learning within the industry that they are pursuing. Yes. It's that same passion that an aviation kid has when they are within the industry that they're pursuing and the medical person who's in the hospital within the industry they're pursuing. So every one of them has a different drive and motivation. These kids were motivated about becoming educators that so they were excited to just do this. Oh, we're going to yeah. be planning today. Are oh, we doing planning today? And, you know, and to I want to teach. They Let love me it. They're like, look, yeah. I can't wait to make a bulletin. Is it my turn to make a bulletin board? Like, they love that part. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that was good. That's cool. I like that. That's super dope. Yeah. Um, so, you know, speaking of this, we're talking about how COVID kind of changed everything. Um, what advice would you provide to teachers who may be considering leaving the field due to the stress from uh, the teacher shortage? You know what? I, I, I would say grind it out. Um, continue to look to each other for support as well as the administration. You know, I kind of always tell teachers, you run into a hard time and things don't seem like you're getting supported at the building level, then you need to email me. Mm -hmm. I said, because I'll be the first to stop over. And that's one of the things I always like to do as a principal was put, poke into every room and um, in the same way as a superintendent and getting around to the 54 locations, um, you know, and, and getting out there. And so I think the main thing is that to, to understand in regards to when you talk about a state of intervention, just as I stated a little bit ago, is that you know, it took two and a half years to get us to this situation. Mm -hmm. And it takes about that same amount of time to get it out. At the end of the day, you're almost there in that sense of really finally getting to the point of getting out because some kids really had to be reorientated about how school is and how school, and I even, even in my mentorship group, I had to start all over and rebuild because the building process of the mentorship group started in elementary and because of the COVID and the and isolation, we weren't able to recruit in the elementary. So by the time I got to high school, we missed we missed the opportunity of really captivating when they were young, yeah. which, you know, our group was around 2,500 strong. We ended up, you know, losing about half of that because half of them graduated out. And then we had a new group coming in that we did not, didn't have the exposure to. And so, like, again, it's really getting back to the basics of methodically, just as you do each in the beginning of the year. I think it's thinking about that, what that looks like in essence of, of other scalability opportunities in essence of, 
how you go about doing some of that. So I say keep your head up, keep grinding, you know, at the end of the day, find those students within that room that really kind of restores your energy and, and really strive to motivate you as well as then other professors uh, or, or teachers for that matter. But uh, that would kind of be my advice. And then at the same time, find a way to, you know, do those things exterior. So right now we do, um, uh, it's kind of like sip and paint, but it's called sip and paste pastry. And so we, they really love doing art and painting. We set up exhibits. We're going to be meeting at the art museum uh, in a couple of weeks, doing it again. Uh, we, so we try to just be creative, finding opportunities for them to unwind. And sometimes everybody doesn't have their own mindset of how that looks. And so you have to create it. But that's what I would advise. Find that way of unwinding. Like, for instance, minute we get done, I'm going to finish a little bit of work. I'm right back at the office. I'm going to go work out because we got a gym there. And that workout really makes allows me to unwind, you know what I mean? So it allows me to get it off my chest. And at the same time, it's something I fundamentally came up with because of football. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's kind of like that to me type thing. And, and it allows me to really exert energy and, and not be as intense as I could be. Absolutely. And we talked yeah. about this last Friday on the podcast yeah. um, about the importance of self-care and mental health yeah. as a teacher. And so mm -hmm. I think a lot of teachers are, you know, they're so passionate about what they do is that they don't take that time to right. pour into them. So if you don't pour into yourself, then you can't pour yeah, into nobody, nobody else. else. So That's right. I believe that was a, a direct quote from Mental Health Matters. I told you I'd If you want attention. to check out Mental Health Matters by Miss Amy. Uh, but no, I think, and I like what you said, because I think a lot of us forget that it took, you say a year and a half. I would say this is probably our first full school year. Because yeah. even last school year, there was some time off and some learning yeah. from home for little bits of time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the first school. So, so I, I'm going to go two years to get into it. Right. You know, that's two years. And I think remembering that as an educator is hopeful because, right. you know, I think I looked at it and like said, like, you know, if you're if you are a current seventh grader, you're really functioning in a current fifth grade level right now as far right. as social emotional development, because they they, like you said, lost that for two years. And um, that that to me is really encouraging just to remember, hey, it's going to take some time to get back to where we not even where we were, because obviously the world changed, but to yeah. a good space where kids are used to being in school. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a matter of just keeping the faith. And, and at the same time, you got to develop and develop a system around you that does not allow the invitation of negativity. Yeah. If you're just scrolling through social media, you are. It, Facebook has already said if you spend up to above an hour, two hours on time, you're going to find yourself in depression and other things, which is why they're in the lawsuit they're into this to this yeah. day right now. And the thing about it is, so, you know, with social media, people say, oh, Dr. Ann, you're always on social media. I, I'm a content contributor. Right. I'm not an engager. You see, yeah. so when I engage, that means I got to sit and listen to all the messages and sit and listen to people's negativity and sit and engage at different things that I see coming back and forth. Mm -hmm. I get in and I get out because yeah. at the end of the day, I don't look for that. I don't yeah. read certain things. So people say, oh, I seen you on TV. I said, I have never watched a recording ever. Yeah. I have no idea how that recording went. I have no idea, however, because I said, because at the end of the day, you know, I don't read the newspaper. I don't read other things. I find I get my value system and my news differently. And then when I get my communication, I always get a good sense of regard to how did the article go and et cetera. But what I do is I try to keep those negativities out of my way. And, you know, one thing my dad always told me is that at the end of the day, uh, don't worry about the bone, but worry about who brought you the bone. And so one of the things I always say is that if you bring me a bone, what did you do to defend myself? within achieving that bone within itself. And, and I think at the end of the day, when you start putting yourself and surrounding yourself with people who understand in regard to uh, what, what you want in your life and the negativity is something that, to, to remove, 
I mean, if you got family members who are bringing negativity in your life, you got to cut them loose. Yeah, you got clothes and a tattoo, you got to cut them loose. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you got to know when to cut your your losses and really begin to rebuild for yourself. Because at the end of the day, there's a, there's a brighter picture for you down the road. Right. Absolutely. What did I just hear? A social media influencer said there's no bunk beds in the coffin. Yeah. And I was like, that right there actually <laughs> says a lot because uh, ultimately in the end, it's you and yeah, what's yeah. best for you. And I, I don't watch the news either. That's something else I talked about. I don't watch the news. I, ha I had to stop watching the news when I became a counselor. I, I, I hear things. I hear the worst of the worst every day in people's lives. Yeah. I can't go home and then, again, watch more news and hear the, you know, I'll, I'll catch yeah. it here and there, but I can't read an article. I can't watch a whole report. And like you said, keeping the positivity. I, I like that. That's yes. really important. Well, and he's a content contributor. So now, yeah. so now I don't know why he doesn't respond back to my status. About <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do, like your, I do like your content because I will say if I am on Facebook, yes. and that's how I know a lot about a lot of the initiatives that yeah. you have because that's the stuff that makes me smile. Like I scroll yeah. through and when I see your leader kids that are, you know, doing leadership things yeah. or your mentor kids doing the mentoring things and all the initiatives, that makes me smile because that's the positivity that we need to see. Right. And, and that's the thing of how you set up, you know, not only how you physically set people up in regards to who's in your space, but even social media, as you said, I follow certain people. And yep. so the thing that really bring a heartwarming message to me is the people I follow. So their thing always seems to come up and I'm always getting a message and a narrative through that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the case I'm pointing. And that's why I put in my thing, you know, in my, in my social media, it says right underneath my picture, the best way to get a hold of me is email. Do not message me out here. I don't even have messenger out here. Cause it's just, <laughs> hey, don't because tell him that because when it comes to snow days, give this boy, he's going to start blowing up your email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they already do it now. I mean, you let. I'm going to say Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing is, uh, and, and you and you made it off. You said you just said it a little bit ago when you said, I don't know if Dr. Grant was superintendent or responsible because I got kids from so many school districts messaging me saying, Dr. Duran, if you do it, they'll do it. They're going to do what you do. And I'm You're, the like, You're the leader of the snow days. Listen, I'm like, you just putting all the pressure on me. I mean, what did the boys all like? Listen, I'm like, what? Yeah. So, I said, what school you go to? He said, such and such. Why are you calling? Why are you messaging me? Because we know you're the leader. Right, the right. By the way, we need a good fog day between now and the end of the year. <laughs> I remember at the, the previous school I was at, and we, so I used to just like literally, if I would see TPS, I would just go back to sleep because yep. I knew it was coming. And I remember one time we didn't see TPS. Oh, we were in school like that damn Durant. Like, <laughs> he didn't call it. <laughs> so now everybody's got an attitude about about Dr. Durant. He's not even our boss. Right. He's not. <laughs> and that's a true story everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the pressure. I can't even imagine. Oh, so, uh, yeah. And you know the thing about it, I tell people they don't realize that on those days, you know, there's, there's no sleeping. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm in communication with the transportation department at midnight and they're constantly reporting throughout the week, throughout the hours, what the side roads look like, what are all the other places look like. And we have to make a decision by about 530 because, I, like I told you, we had kids traveling an hour each way. Yeah. So you literally have to get ahead of it because, you know, they started saying, hey, Dr. when you call the school, then it's six o'clock. I know that's early, but we've already been on the road. And is there any way you can call it earlier? So that's why we had to call it even earlier. And so you see now, most of the time, I'll call it a day ahead of time. Like, look. And you get to sleep. This, yeah. 
That's a good yeah. point. Yes. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I love it. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, just how dope and awesome you are. Um, so we saw today that there was a story in the blade. Um, you did a presentation downtown to Rotary yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that? Yes, you know, exciting time. I'm, I'm a Rotarian myself. And, um, you know, so we had all the business leaders, community social activists, all the leaders in the room. Uh, we were at scaling at around 300 individuals there. And, uh, and so what I did was speak about the state of innovation with a new way of public education. Let's talk about the 10 magnet schools. Let's talk about how innovative they are and how they're different from the traditional mindset of how we've created schools in the past. I mean, at the end of the day, when we talk about our ancestors, if they were to show up in our school today, they would say, this is no different than when I went to school. But at the end of the day, now they're coming in and our, our ancestors came to our manor school, they were like, whoa, this is a different change of environment. Right. At the end of the day, you got all these airplanes, we got all these animals, reptiles in our natural science. The business academy has its own investment lab with ticker symbols flashing throughout the entire yes. school. At the same time, the pre-med, the, the engineering school, the EV and electronic vehicles, and all the other things that come into play. But um, so what I do is I walk the business community as is uh, one, these are magnet schools, they had no boundary lines. You can live anywhere to go here. Two, in regard to this opportunity, in regard to certification, credentialing, as well as college credits and degrees at no cost to you, which really sets your kids up for success when they have financial freedom much earlier in life. So as I talk to two of you, if you had kids and you're saying, well, Dr. Durant, you know what? I invest in a 529 in my child's college fund. I said, yeah, I get several parents like that. And you know what? I rework it for them because I'm very big in investments. I said, roll that out of 529, put it into a custodial account for your child. Tell them they can't have access to that money until they're 30. Continue to contribute to it just as you thought they were going to pay for college. Send them to one of these schools. Your kid will get a college degree for free. And when they graduate, you say you can't take it out until they're 30. Put it in the S&P 500. They'll have almost a half a million dollars sitting there. If your child can't succeed with that type of start, then there's a problem. Yeah. Compared to the general kid who just got a paid for a diploma and paid for a college degree, and at the end of the day is owing sixty to a hundred thousand dollars trying to make get the head get above water, and you know, and at the end of the day, there's a huge difference. And so, I think it's really being mindful and thoughtful. And so, these are the things that we communicate with the business community and their involvement within within the schools, uh, where many of them are, and those who are not. You know, I told them to bring a team there, hear what we're talking about, and then begin to plan and say, how can we get involved? to do some innovative things as well. And so we've already been in contact with several who, who were there yesterday and uh, uh, they were really starting to think outside the box because they recognize everything that we were doing makes, makes great sense. But at the same time, it's doing things differently and it's thinking outside the box. And in a sense, you're thinking outside the box, we wanna think outside the box with you because we need employees just like everybody else. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing. Even what you're doing right now, as you know, at Scott High School, we had a broadcasting program for disc jockeys and other things. Like, this, this isn't today's era. This isn't today's time. We ain't got DJs like we used to. So we, we shut it down and rebuild it. Now it's going to be the social media influencer program. Now, how are you going about doing podcasting? Yeah, you're going to use this broadcast studio, use it for podcasting. You're going to yeah. use this, this radio station. We could still have our jazz station, but let's use it for what you would do to make money yeah. as an entrepreneur. And understand that these people aren't on here on YouTube winging it. They got yeah. a schedule. They have topics. Just like you guys are talking about education, <laughs> next week you'll have another topic and you'll have somebody yeah. choreography and all the things. There's a business behind that. And that's what we're trying to teach the kids. 
Because we yeah. definitely don't wing any of this. No. It, it might, might, it might, it might, might seem like, like, like we wing it, but we do plan. I swear. This is no. top level. This is top level. This is the mud 419. This is top level stuff. Yes. Right. You heard it here first. Mud talk, baby. Yes. Dr. Durant, the Barack Obama of the Barack Obama says, <laughs> mud talk top notch. Yes. I heard that. I love it. Yes. I got to get this game Now, no, yeah, now I got one more. Okay, I'm going to get my game going. Yeah. All right. So one last question, uh, Dr. Durant. So, yes, sir. you know, we've seen a lot recently um, increase in, you know, youth violence amongst here in Toledo. Um, how do you think we as a community can help address this problem? You know what? Get involved in mentorship. Uh, so next year, I'm already creating, starting. I already got investors. So I told you about my mentorship group. I'm expanding it. We were at one time 2,500 strong. The goal is to get to 5,000 strong. And at the end of the day, you know, what I do is I formally dress every child. Every child gets bow ties, dress ties, vests, with our shield that sits on there, speaks to young men at excellence. I take them to all events. So in other words, the meeting that we had at Rotary, we were 20, I brought 20 with us. You know, and That's at the end awesome. of the day, I had them doing the meet, greet, open the door, had them do the Pledge of Allegiance, did the prayers. And at the same time, you know, we do our call outs. Uh, so the goal is that we're going to expand this operation. Already got donors. Uh, but what I need is more male leaders wanting to get involved into life. Women, listen, I run a men's group and a women's group. I probably got 10 advisors for the women's group for every chapter. Yeah. You know, you name the chapter, there's several of them. Women come out of the woodwork to support each other in regards to mentorship. Men, it's hard to get that commitment. It's hard to say, hey, I need you to commit to these kids right here, at least once a week, once a month, that you're willing to meet with them. And then every month we meet as a Saturday meeting. And so that is a challenge. So here's our challenge. I have women leading some of the men's groups. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're running strong with them too. You know, they're running strong with these young men too. And the young men respect them highly, but that's not necessarily what we're trying. We, we want men to start having influences as well because these kids need to see in essence of how they need a role model just as well. And, and so those are the struggles. So, you know, what I need and, and what I would ask for is a call out to say, hey, you know, contact Dr. Duran at rduran at tts.org. First initial last name. He responds to all his emails in 24 hours, always. And uh, I will respond and connect you with one of the chapters. And what we'll do is take you through our core values, how this works, you know, all the things that we do with the kids as we do a year long activity. And we want to be able to expand that to 5,000 strong. So what I do is I take them on national, I take them on field national trips. I put them on a bus. Like this is say you guys, Mud Talk has a conference. People come from all over. I will show up with two bus loads with a hundred kids deep, all dressed in black, bow ties. And they're just on one command, almost kind of like you see in the movie Malcolm X. <laughs> and that's where it gets them all motivated because I start doing the call outs, they start echoing. And, you know, you hear us coming. And that's what I love about that. And that's the excitement in that sense of that camaraderie of socially getting together for positivity opposed to socially getting together for negativity. Yeah, absolutely. It's not about being on that slide and, and hitting them up. It's about being over here trying to make things of each other because at the end of the day, you know, we hang with wolves, we become wolves. You are an average of your association. And what we want these kids to have a high network because of their net worth. Absolutely. What uh, what age do you start that? Men like, what do you start mentoring the kids? So we started down in four, third and fourth. We start added start, started adding third into there, but they go fourth through twelfth grade. And what we did do is we get them in elementary. So when they get to high school, there's no selling it to them. They already are locked in. They're looking for it. Who's the chapter advisor at the high school? And so and that's what gets it and really keeps it strong, particularly because we want them to mentor the younger ones. And then the younger ones strive to want to be in their young chapter to go up to the uh, senior chapter. 
Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So mentors needed, and we'll shout that out again yes. um, when we when we air this. I don't know where he's going, but we are going to play a game. <laughs> so we do play little games here, and okay. this game is all education related. It's called This or That. Okay. okay. So I'm going to give you two topics, education related, and you got to tell me which one you would pick. Okay? okay. All right. So the first one is: Would you rather this or that? Cleaning the whole school becomes one of your duties. Or serving lunch to one of the schools becomes one of your duties every day. Uh, I would like to serve lunch uh, every day, but I'm a neat freak. For some of you who know me, I'm very OCD. So I probably would enjoy that just as much. But I, I'm gonna say lunch because cleaning is one thing, but meals is a necessity. And if there's anything I wanna make sure that you have is a meal, because I could clean any day, but the meal is something yeah. that I need to make sure because I personally was is the one seeing to it that you were able to eat. Perfect. And it's a social yeah. time, so you could talk to kids. Okay, so would you rather have a parent of students live in your shoes for a week or have a politician live in your shoes for a week? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have some tough questions we here. Do. I got to do a goose and that. Well, um, I would say a politician, you know, because okay. sometimes with many of your parents, if, if, if you're connected in the way that you should, uh, they understand where you're coming from, and and at the end of the day, you know that's why I use social media because they recognize that my motor never stops, and I'm gonna keep going, keep pushing for us. And so many of them just have that appreciation where the politicians are completely out of touch, are completely sitting at the ISO towers, and are making decisions totally out of touch and how that impacts. So when I told you what makes me effective in this job is because I've been at every position and know what it feels like as a student, a teacher, building administrator, assistant superintendent, and then the superintendent. At the end of the day, when you have felt that in that career, then your decision is a little bit different. And so when you're a politician, you're completely out of touch to reality, particularly when you come to inner city environments that you wouldn't walk through. So how, how could you possibly, you know, bond with? So, yeah. And I never quite understood. Those politicians are the same people who make decisions on our educational law. Right. So mm -hmm. that just blows my mind. So yeah, they're well, just wait till I become the secretary of education. And Hello. I have a former student of mine who, who insisted he was going to become the president. And I said, well, when you're the president, I'm the secretary of education. There you go. So it's coming. I don't know. You're not going to be, what's her name? That's the vote. She yep. was the secretary of education. Well, she was Dr. Oh. Cardona. Yeah. Dr. Cardona is now the new, uh, yeah. With I'm the new president, but don't become Betsy DeVos. No, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not touch. I'm still okay. in education, so I'm here. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, I'm in it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so dealing with a bad day, would you rather, or not even a bad day, a tough day, would you rather have coffee or chocolate to get through that day? So I'm a health freak. I've never had coffee in my life, so I can't say that. And, uh, it would be chocolate, obviously, out of the two, but uh, I Are try to maintain my. Are you a dark chocolate my... fan? Healthy people like dark chocolate. Uh, that's what I would eat more like peanut butter because uh, I go for the protein in the peanut butter. But uh, I don't eat a whole lot of chocolate. I try to keep my sugar count around 36 a day. And so, you know, I track it all the time. So it's so funny uh, because I track my sugar count just to be healthy. Yeah. I was with this kid, and the kid, like, during Easter, he's like, oh, I can't get it to you. I was like, why? My mama said you were diabetic. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's funny. I'm not a diabetic. He said, you watch your sugar. I watch my sugar, but I'm not a diabetic. Look, I can eat that candy. That's funny. He wouldn't give me no chocolate. He's like, I can't get it to you. That's funny. That is funny. 
we had yeah. we had a hard time coming up with that question too about the drink question because we were like, does Doctor Dr. Yeah. does he drink? And I we didn't... was like, we probably shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> I was no, going to yeah, say a glass yeah. of wine or chocolate, but I've never had I've never had alcohol or coffee. Never had alcohol alcohol in my life. Uh, never had a desire to have it. Uh, you know, and it serves me well. But uh, you know, people say, well, wine is good for you. I'm like. You know, I just don't have a desire. I've, you know, like I tell people, like, you always say, your teeth are so white. I said, I haven't had, I haven't had anything other than water for the last probably 15 That's or all so you years. Not even water. like water. sweet tea? Water. No. I, I'll put amino acids in my water, you know, so that at least give me a little bit of taste. But the whole idea is to have amino acids, amino acids so it would help rebuild and recover for a long day of work or something. So I need to come and hang out with you and get yeah. healthy for one day. Yes. Like, I feel like everything you're telling me, I mean, I know I should do it all, but it might change our life. I love peanut butter and chocolate. I rationalize that Snickers is an appropriate meal. Oh, sorry. That was it. There's a, there's a chocolate bar that has peanuts in it. That is a, is a full meal because it has chocolate and it has protein. Right. That's, I, I feel like that. Yes. Did you Google that? I used to teach nutrition. Don't oh, judge me. I, just <laughs> I used to teach nutrition. I do know how to have good nutrition. All right. So here's the next one. You are short staffed. Would you mm -hmm. rather have to cover in school suspension for the day or study hall for the day? So uh, I would say in school suspension because those type of kids I love, mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming from a disciplinary background and household and, you know, and obviously the east side. I build rapport much more. So when I did my student teaching, I said, I don't want an outer line TPS school or what I want an inner city school. That's how I ended up at Nathan Hale. And um, so I gravitate to them much more. So, you know, that that would be definitely something because that's that thing of getting through, which is why I said I went to education just through that, is that for whatever reason, there seemed to be a bond and understanding between, you know, myself and kids who are going through challenges. So uh, I would definitely say I would love to do that. I would probably pick in school suspension too. I like I like a little action every now and then in my classroom. I don't even need action. I just, just I'm, little, I'm just like a little bit. Now I don't like talking nothing crazy. Study hall, you get some action too, but not. Yeah. I mean, listen. I was assigned to chaperone a chaperone study hall. It was the worst duty I ever had to do in my life. But then when they used to put me in school suspension, I, I'm like you. Yeah. I give me all the children that can't make good choices, and yes. those are my favorites. And I like to just have those com tough conversations. Tough conversation, yes. There will be no action in my school suspension because I'm not playing with you. Well, there no. will be no action. I'm not That's talking. I'm not talking about <laughs> like fighting and throwing. Chairs. Oh, there's no action. <laughs> no, no, we don't do that, and not in Mr. Cleveland's class. Right? No, yeah. not, not me either. Right. Okay, so in order to relax and unwind, would you rather have on site in your office? A free professional masseuse to be able to give you a massage, or a free on-site professional chef. So, uh, well, I don't like being in the office. <laughs> you know, if you try to catch like me there, you're not going to catch me. We're home, uh, home or office. Uh, uh, okay, um, I would say chef mm -hmm. because uh, you know because of my diet is so strict that I would want somebody who understands and yeah. able to give provide that. I mean, and, and cooking is, is, is a, requires a lot of time. And so to be able to have someone do that really takes a lot of, gives me a lot of my time back in essence of providing someone in a meal opposed to resort to a protein bar or yeah. a protein drink, you know, constantly on the run. I'm actually able to organize more meals in my day. Yeah. Well, when I go into my private professional chef business, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> that, that may be my retirement career. I haven't decided yet, but I'm like, man, I'm there not you go. 
my last one is this summer break yeah. would you rather have a break at a beach or break at the at like a nice state park where you can see like mountains and trails and hiking uh you know what i, I would say the beach um again everything's always health related we're at, at the beach sometimes because you live in the midwest you lack a lot of uh, vitamin uh, d3 and so would you be surprised at how much it impacts your immune system? And for me to be on this type of run all the time, I really have to be conscious of my immune system. So I always keep a certain milligrams of my vitamin C and vitamin D3, which most people leave out because you naturally get it from sunlight. So if I'm able to get it naturally, I'd rather have it naturally. So I don't always have to resort reside on, rely on, you know, always having to take a pill or whatever else to get D3. So. That would be my reason, but again, it's all, it's all scientifically science. based. Yeah. You know, like I said, this is all a science. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Did you teach science? I feel like that was that your specialty. Well, elementary, you taught it all. So I taught I taught all the the, the subjects in you know elementary. So yeah. yeah, he just gave us a very superintendent answer of I just want to show my arms off at the beach. Right. That was a very <laughs> superintendent. Answer. He just want to show off his guns while he's at. The beach. I was just thinking like him and I because that was also in my mental health minutes about how I talked about vitamin D is the only one you can get for the sun and it's one of the of the vitamins primarily responsible for positive mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. All right, you got any more questions? That was it. That Those was it. This and that. Yeah, uh, well, I, I kept it clean. That was easy. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Aren't you? Yes. <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much, Dr. Durant, for doing this interview yes. here on Mud Talk. We appreciate you more than you know. We salute you for everything that you are doing in Toledo and for our TPS babies and Toledo community in general. And like I said, you know, you are the Obama of Toledo. Yes. So <laughs> I'm going to put that on Facebook and tag me. So uh, yeah. he's not gonna read it. I was gonna say he's probably not, won't respond, but just know. Now, if you have something and you send it to me through my email, I will always share it. Yeah, because you know, I'll, I'll at least get it or whatever. Uh, but yeah. trying to find it is a challenge. But you know, I appreciate what you do. Uh, again, uh, you are about the positivity of news in regard to you know what it means to be from the mud, the four one nine, and and really celebrating that just in the naming of of the of the podcast. Absolutely. regard to you know you are every bit of what you represent and so hat goes off to you not only in regards to the podcast and the work you do behind that but also within the field of education because it's a selfless pro profession uh that you're there to serve others other than yourself and many a times you find yourself serving others much more than you do your own self Absolutely. and so uh keep sure up do. doing god's work and uh, anyway i could be a support to you Maybe I'll, I'll consider a couple more snow days just for you. Say <laughs> this is yes. just for this is for my talk. Him. It won't impact me, but when we're done with this, I might give you the name of the superintendent I work for. We don't talk about that on here, but yeah. then you can give him a call. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Make sure you check out the Mud Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Pandora Radio, and Sirius XM Radio as well. iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, YouTube, YouTube, Amazon, and you know, of course. You know, Many Faces is the home of the Apple Charted podcast. Mud Talk was actually number 112 on the Apple Charts. And that's from the what? Wow. Black Lido brand? Is this yes. Congratulations. Wow, look at that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes, also support Black Lido, which Ooh, is the sponsor yeah, wait, of... Where's the camera? There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> of Many podcast studio. Thank you, Dr. Ray. Remember, uh, Mud Talk is the only show that brings you latest in music, news, and fashion. The only show that keeps your ears to the streets. While you grind in the 419. Thank you All so right. much, Dr. D. We appreciate you. Appreciate you as well. You, you guys have a good you. one. Yep. You too. Have a Bye -bye. good evening. Yep. That was cool. That was good.
that was really good. I like Doctor Durant. I like him a lot. He is yeah. really um, down to earth. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Um, all about the kids. Yeah, yeah, man. That was and amazing. the programs are in. I, I don't know. Let me go click that real quick because it says wait. Just hit wait. Not it's not going to start. Are this. you sure? This is my. Oh, okay, I'm confused. But <laughs> this is, I'm just here to. Yes. You worry about the camera, and I got <laughs> right. You. No, but I the I I you know the magnet school idea, mm-hmm. and just just where we're going industry is. I think we're recognizing and realizing that not everybody's path is college. Yes, and that even if your even if your path is college. Um, to get the industry credentials and start working your big kid job and making big kid money will and getting that college degree will provide you so many opportunities. Like what he was talking about, that is next level. Yes. And that is such a um, resource for our area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you didn't hear what he had to say, they, they currently are, they have an aviation program. They have construction um, coming, coming soon. Education. Program. That's the Barber. So yes. They've had cosmetology for a while, but yes. Barber, they added onto that. Broadcasting. Um, broadcasting, podcasting, what do you say, social, social media influencer. influencing? Social media influencer. I mean, there's just so many up and coming professions where you can walk out of school with your industry credential, meaning people can hire you on the spot. I mean, he was talking about 18 year olds making $60,000 starting out, 18. 18. I would have given my left arm to, I was paying $60,000 when I was 18, getting yeah. my college degree. Um, you know, and so it's so much more acceptable now just to be able to see that everybody's got different paths. And yeah. so, I think it's dope that um, they are giving those different paths. So, you know, just like, for instance, so you have some kids who may just want to get their high school diploma and they graduate. And you have some kids who want to go into the trades or yep. the college bound. Like there's so many different ways to graduate yep. instead of just the typical traditional yep. one that most schools have. Uh-huh. That is part of the problem why mm-hmm. kids act up in school because you are forcing them, forcing them mm-hmm. to learn a way that may not be for them. Well, and so I think- for example, you know, you may have a kid who, you know, before all this even happened, you may have a kid who may have been into aviation, but yeah. there was no program. So they right. had to just do the traditional high school way. But yeah. now that kid is causing problems in school. High because, school, then college. Yeah. So it's like, then you have to go do all the, and now yeah. it's like, you can walk out just having that training. And these kids are actually like participating mm-hmm. in what they want to do and not what they are forced. To. And, and I like the way, so like basically a lot of this, I will give, not, not that we give our state a lot of credit, but our state has <laughs> changed the graduation requirements. And I like the magnet school is leaning into that. You yes. know, you can't just graduate. You can't just take classes, get good grades and graduate. Now you have to get your credits and pass and certain certified. state tests. And you have to get certain what they call seals, which mm-hmm. is could be career tech, could be industry credentials. It could be taking specific classes. It's very much more individualized. Yeah. Every kid has to have an individualized graduation plan. So we're individualizing that and and he's leaning into it he's yeah. saying okay here's what the state requires let's make this the best and most affordable yeah. like i'm sitting here listening to him talking i'm like i got two kids that have zero college money coming i'm about to send my two kids to one yeah. of the programs yeah. you know and and i had already actually talked to somebody that works for the medical one that's how i knew um and i was like man i need to get my kids you know my daughter's thinking about nursing and i'm like we may need to check that out you know yeah no that was that was that's really good. dope and I'm, I'm so just happy that we have someone in that position, yep. making change. And like you said, like, I don't even like being in my office. So that means that he's coming out of his yeah. office and he's involved in the community and mm-hmm. seeing what we need and, and what needs to change. And he came from the community. Yeah, he came from and the that's, community. And that's, and like I said earlier, that's what I respected when he got that position was that he born, raised, grew up, went to college here, taught elementary all the way through. I mean, he yeah. went all the way up through the ages. And I think that that is something that not a lot of towns and communities can say. Yeah. They, they have somebody that he's, he is literally from the mud. He is, he is literally. here and that is where, 
And that's why he's it's understandable. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy is a lot of people don't even know who their superintendent is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the fact he says he pop, what do you say, 54 building, 56 buildings that he pops into classrooms as often as he can. As he can, yes. And I that, mean that's great. And came on more talks. So how yeah. often does that happen? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. just the fact that we have a superintendent who is so relatable to the community, mm -hmm. like I think that's so dope. And I think that's why he has continued to be in the position that he's been in. Yeah. So shout out to Dr. Durant. I like him. I do too. Uh, he almost made me want to make the transfer. I'm not going to lie. Happening. I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there like, <laughs> but I, it ain't I'm happening. pretty sure we both just got a job offer there. I think we saying. did. Just I mean, saying. but if he ever needs Mud Talk to come and uh, you know, stream an event or do whatever, we're here. I'm but here. And also, if you're hearing this, he needs mentors. Yes. And that, and I, and you know, hearing, we've heard now three different people talk about solutions to, this is the question I think we get asked most often to talk about on Mud Talk. What do we do? We have a lot of youth violence happening in our community. And every day, you know, if you are watching the news, turning on social media, you know, uh, it's it's really, really sad to see. And that's not what we want for our community. Yeah. And, you know, we heard a councilwoman talk about how they're addressing the beautification of the neighborhoods and getting rid of some of the places that make it easier for people to have, um, you know, to participate in the, those things that are going on. Yeah. We heard from um, Officer Green. He talked about how it starts at home and we have to start at home and, you know, get into the, the homes and, the, and realize that parenting is a thing that, we, we may have to look at a different ways of parenting kids. Yeah. And uh, now we heard Dr. Durant say, and, and from an educational point of view, mentoring. And, yeah. and, and, and I asked him, I, and I did ask on purpose, like, what age do you start that? Because I feel like at this stage, we have kids that are real young that are, they're easily swayed at a young age. And yes. I like that they said, he said, they're starting in third grade. And he said, by the time they get to high school, you know, I, I'm envisioning you've got adults mentoring. And you also probably have the high school kids mentoring the, you know, third graders. Yes. I always tell, I always tell young kids that I work with and, you know, when, when kids that are younger than you look at you, I don't care how much younger than you they are. If you're older than them, you're the coolest human on the planet. They're going to do what you do. And so I think just having that mentoring, he's going to try to go from 2,500 to 5,000, yeah. which means he needs mentors and he needs male mentors. He needs male mentors. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go one step further because I know this because I have run in a mentoring program. He needs black male mentors. Yes. And, he, and, that, and I can say that because I have run a mentoring program um, and that is what I struggled finding is black male black mentors man. because, you know, you can find female he's right female mentors there are so many they're plentiful we love thank you women for doing in our part um you can even find a lot of mentors of some not a lot but there are male mentors that tend to be of other races but what is the hardest is to find black male mentors yes. and that i believe is going to have the biggest impact on um especially a big portion of the the, the culture and community that are in tps yeah and the thing with that is something that he said was is that he's had women run the in program meetings and to me that stuck out because mm -hmm. think about some of the households that some of our kids come from is most sometimes it's just mostly the They're mother coming from a yeah, female from a female, female matriarch, yeah. matriarchal household, household. Yeah. so now i'm thinking well i'm going to go to school and this is called young mm -hmm. men of excellence i should see a young man of excellence leading this group Correct. and then i come in and then i see a young woman yeah. And, and that's not to say, because I mean, I can, and say, nothing bad. I can say in my educational career, I, yeah. I, I am one of those women who work very, very well influencing and impacting the adolescent males that I have worked with. Yeah. But I, that does not substitute for the fact that they need to have male mentors. Absolutely. Every male. Because, every male because if you think about it, if they're they're going to school and they're like, I already see a, a, a woman all day, which is my mother. Then mm -hmm. I get to school. My teacher may be a woman. Oh, there's a majority of my teachers yeah, that are probably there are female. Because education is at this stage a most, especially younger education. I mean, as yeah. you get in the older ages, there typically can be a little it's, more, a lot female more. Female dominant. 
but it is female dominant, yes. younger. But everybody from the gym teacher to the gen mm -hmm. ed teacher to the lunch people are all women. And so now when I come to a program that's called Yemen Excellence, and now and now I don't even see a man. I see a woman. Yep. You know, so they need they need men. Yep. They need, so they he, need he said to reach out to him in, on his email. He answers every email in 24 hours. If yes. you at all want to have an impact in the life of somebody, you know, this that's a great opportunity. Just to be able, and I and I come across people all the time. They're like, "Man, I got stuff to say to kids," you know. And I think some of the best people are people I've that I've had come in and do presentations. Um, I always say twice a month at most. They do a, they do a mentoring meeting and they meet the kids once a month. I mean, it could be more than that. It sounded like, but sounds like minimum maybe twice a month. Right. That's not a lot, to, yeah. to especially. And 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 here's where I'm at. If I don't want to hear anybody else whining on social media about what are we going to do in this community if you're not going to step up and have a positive impact. Absolutely. There it is. That's what you do. You go in and you say if, if that's and if it's not your calling, there are other things you can do. Not yes. everybody's good at working with people. Yes. You don't have to directly work with the children. Right. You can do things behind the scenes. So yep. if a program says that they need snacks, you can donate yep. snacks to the program. If yep. you, you know, if they are saying like, hey, just come and read a book to a child at one time. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to be direct with a mass group of kids right. all the time. All the time one and, and, mentoring. And, stuff. and so those of you that are gifted that way, mentor. If not, and you know, if, if you are not contributing to any type of assistance in this community, if you are going to not step up and do whatever your gifting is. So if you're good at art, you know, maybe there's some art stuff you can do. Like you said, donate. And, and I know maybe not everybody has the resources to do that. But yeah. if you do, you can donate. You can, you know, provide your time to just do one guest speaking appearance at a group. Um, you know, I know that you have your impact program. That's that's actually how I'm on here yeah. is that I, I started by going to your program. Mm -hmm. And teaching lessons because I that's something that I'm passionate about is sharing well, it's like sex ed, but still. <laughs> um, but 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 for me as a young parent, when I had my oldest son, I was a young parent, and I never want anybody to grow up without the knowledge they need to have in order to make good sexual decisions. And so that started from there and kind of kind of went that way. And, and anytime that I can, I try to come in and, and do little lessons, workshops here and there. I can't commit to every week, every day that he has programming. But I'll go and I'll do a presentation, right? You know, or donate snacks for your trip, yeah. or just, whatever it is. Just somehow, some way, be involved mm -hmm. with the community and and, and not part of the right. problem. You know, being on social media doesn't solve anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel like we just get into this constant cycle where people feel like by going on social media that's solving something, and it's it's not. Yep. You have to be more than what I call a Facebook word. Yeah. Or like like we heard Officer Green talk about, he said parenting. Maybe you maybe you're a great parent. Maybe you're great at parenting. Yeah. You know, step up and help mentor other parents. There are programs out there to do that. Yes. And they need mentors. Or maybe just step up and present something to parents. Yeah. Or, you know, participate when when the city opens up new programming or basketball diamonds and you know, being a being a part of the solution instead of using the parks for whatever we like to use. I the mean, they even for, have you know? something as simple as um, I know um, a friend of mine, Tremaine Rayford, he runs the program called um, the program. The program. There we go. <laughs> it's called the program. <laughs> um, but they have an event every year called the Thai event. Yeah. And literally, it's just black men or men in general coming out and teaching young men how to tie ties. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do anything strenuous. You're not teaching a lesson. You're not, you're literally coming out for teaching a day. Teaching somebody how to tie Teaching somebody how skill. to tie which is the hard skill, but that's a, a skill that you learn on that day that you teach that day. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be in that kid's mind. And that kid's going to use that skill to go to job interviews, to be able to impact their life, to be economically sound. I mean, that's to even teach other to kids, even how, teach to other kids how to tie tie or be presentable to walk across the stage at graduation. I mean, there's a lot of things just doing that one thing. There are so many good programs. If yes. you want to have, if you want programs to get involved with, 
let us know. Yes. We will hook you up. We'll we have up. so many programs that we that we have through Mud Talk, that we have through our jobs, through mental health, through education. I mean, there are, there's a lot out there that we can hook you up with. Tell us what you're gifted at, and we will find you a program to hook you up with. Yes, please do. Please so. do. That's how that right there is how we solve it. That is how we solve the problem. Get involved. I mean, get involved. And it's not, ugh, I hate when people say this. We need more programs. We need more we don't programs. Know, no. We are actually we need more people. We are actually oversaturated with programs. Yeah, we need people. And I don't have so this is my thing. I have no problem with um even when programs kind of do some of the same similar things. You know, I have no problem with that because I'm only one person who can teach, you know, college bound stuff to middle school kids. I don't care if you do the same thing that I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's one thing I don't care about. But what I do care about is people who are like, we have no programs, we need more programs. You literally have five. 10 college-bound programs, so we don't need more college-bound programs. Mm -hmm. We don't need more mentoring programs. We don't need bas more basketball courts don't solve the problem because guess what? They just take their problems to the basketball court. Yeah, which is what Officer Green had talked yeah, about. Yeah, what he just talked about. You know, and, and, and not that that's not nice because if you are using the basketball court, pick up your trash. You know, be, be a positive influence if you're using them, yeah. but that's another way that you can be impactful. But when it comes to the programs, we have programs, we need people. Yes. And we need people to step up and say, I, I want to create a good, strong, positive community. Is that going to solve the problem mm -hmm. today? No. And I think I think what I was going to throw in there, but we, he, was, he was giving great input. Mm -hmm. When he said it took us two years, it's going to take us two years in education to recover from the pandemic. I think we also have to recognize and realize that a lot of what we had coming, I remember sitting in my house during COVID thinking, but, you know, it started off when we were in COVID and then we had some the riots happening and mm -hmm. Everybody was closed up for two years. It's going to take two years. It's yeah. going to take time. You can't turn around and have the solution fixed right here. But what you can do is you can say, what can I do to impact the community in a positive yes. way? And know that it is going to take time. No, you know, volunteer. Maybe you volunteer one time. Maybe you then tell your neighbor and they volunteer. You get together as a community and say, what can we do in order to make a positive impact? Yes. And know that it is going to take a recovery time. Yes. You know, there, it, there's time. Yes, and it's going to take, you have to be consistent, though. When it comes to kids, you have to be consistent. Yeah. You can't just come in, you know, in, what is this, April, but then skip May, June, and come back in July. Like, you have to be consistent. So yeah. if you tell those kids, I'm going to come once a month to read to you yeah. and teach you how to tie a tie. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't even care if you go to a program and you just simply donate a snack and eat a snack with them. Yeah. Like, something's, let me tell you this. So I have put on Facebook back in, February, March. Um, every year at Impact, we always do Career Wednesdays. I mean, Career Wednesdays, where we have somebody from the community come in and you know either talk about your career or you know whatever the case may be. And so this time, I was like, I think it would be really dope if we had people come in for Career Wednesday instead of making it so formal, just sit with our kids and have a snack and talk yeah. about what you do, like a chat and you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the response was low. The response was low. And so, therefore, I just reached out to people that I knew would come through, you know, and I wanted people from different walks of life who I may not know, but yet that's something simple. You come for 20 to 30 minutes, talk about your career and you leave, but then. And that could be any career. Yeah, any career. Any Anything. career. But then they don't do that. But then we have all these youth violence happen. And then, yeah, but you're so quick to get on Facebook and say, we need more programs. We need this. We need that. <laughs> That's that's not well, what it and, is. and here's the other thing I don't I this is this the one that gets me, and this isn't an FYF, but this is the one that gets me. It could be when people are like, Oh, <laughs> just move. I'm glad I don't live in just move, move, move. It's not that the simple. fact of the matter is is this not everybody has that ability to do that. No, number one. Number two, we have a great community here in West Ohio. And yes, there is there is some things going on. There's a bad and it's not just Toledo. Mm -hmm. There it is cities everywhere. Yeah. You know, my son lives in Cincinnati. I walked down there and I talked to a guy. He used to, he was working security. He works at one of the youth jails there. 
he was telling me things that sound a lot like what we're dealing with here. And, and, and so it's not just here, but I'm just going to move. I'm so glad I don't, we have a great community. We just have to step up and decide we want to keep it to be a great community. Absolutely. And then we also have to figure out, you know, what is our priority? Because, mm -hmm. you know, right now we're like youth violence. We got to stop the violence, stop, you know, protect the youth. But then when the youth violence is no longer in the media, now we've kind of forgotten about right. it. And now, and now people have moved on to whatever else they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I literally said on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, I probably so well it's still gonna be part of the show i'm shedding right now i'm sorry so should I'm i just tell this story um i don't know is it is it appropriate should we save it i'm gonna save it okay. i'll save it <laughs> I, I'll, I'll save it for we'll save it for fyf yes yeah. i'll save that story but i just really want people like to get their priorities together in regards to what's going on in the community and then also too like i'm not saying that we can't have fun and also you know take care of business but I see people respond so quick to these club flyers and sneaker ball flyers and, you know, all that other stuff real quick, you know, free shots before 10. But if we say, hey, bring your youth out to a free breakfast at 10. To go learn about college. To careers, go learn about college. Learn schools, how to tie a tie. Learn how to tie a tie. Or to learn just there's alter communication, problem solving. I know. Don't I know. get me started. I know. But yeah, we could do a whole show. We, we, you know what? We show. will. That's going to be our next special. Can we do a mud talk talks about education, healing our community? Healing our community. We should. We should. That's put that it. Done. Put that You're welcome. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. We thank y'all for, for tuning in, tapping in with this. Um, yeah. I do have a face. Can I show them that I actually have a face? Well, maybe. Yes. We're probably going to do that part. Of My face? No. Like this. We're going to add it all about The last few 10 minutes. So, thank you. Well, we can just pull clips. Yeah, but we still got to post the whole interview. All right, yeah, okay. and then you can do your outfit. Oh, well, I can already do that. But, all right, anyways, y'all, I appreciate you guys, and we appreciate you guys for tuning in with us with this interview with Dr. Durant. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully you guys learned a lot and how, you know, how we can help heal our community and, you know, do some amazing things with our youth and all, learn about all the awesome things that TPS does. I think TPS gets such a bad rap sometimes, yeah. and people don't realize all of the good stuff that TPS There's a lot. Does. And it's if you want positivity on social media, go follow Dr. Durant and TPS. Yes. He ain't going to respond back, though. No, he's but. not going to respond back. But I'm telling you, when I go through the stream, like I've learned that. I'm like, wow, they offer this. They offer this. I knew about the mentoring program. I knew about the magnet schools. Why? Because it's on there. I knew about you whining on yeah, the social media. No, that's fine. You just have, all you just asked Black, black Baby yes, Jesus. Yes, I just asked Black Baby Jesus. Then you get your, not me. He doesn't yeah. like me. Well, just ask me and I. Okay, I'm like, can, you, can you hit up Black Baby Jesus for me? Yes, I will hit up Black <laughs> Baby Jesus for you. So, all right, y'all, I'm Big T. I'm Miss Amy. And remember, Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion, and the only show that keeps your ears to the streets. While we grind in the 419. Deuces, y'all. Be safe. Love y'all. Make good choices. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,